0: I'm Rima.
1: And I'm Sean.
0: And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Altered Carbon.
1: Today we'll be covering the 10th and final episode from Altered Carbon titled The Killers.
0: Oh, we're here. We're at the finale. We made I, it. I, yeah, we totally made it. And uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I know I like the show and I like this episode, but I don't know how I feel being at the end. I don't think I've had time to process it yet.
1: A finale's like, this was a really good one. It was a situation where sometimes the finales fall a little flat. Mm-hmm. Or are you, I mean, especially on shows, you don't know if there's going to be multiple seasons. Like you kind of get that halfway ending.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but this was, this one was really good. There's multiple times during this episode where I was like, oh shoot, I forgot about that. Oh shoot, I forgot about that. They kind
2: uh, of
1: tied it in.
0: Well, this was such a complicated story and there were so, I mean, there you had this side story, this side story, and just all these things going on with all of these different characters and things that were happening that, yeah, you're right. Then they just took it. And when you thought you'd forgotten about what happened a couple of episodes ago, you're like, oh, that's right. And then they wrap it up. So, you know, I think, I think that, um, I think they left it at a good place. So I'm ready to jump into the top five because I'm, I'm excited about this one and I'm, Really excited to hear what you think. So why don't you get us started on your number five?
1: All right. So for my number five, I'm going to go with our, our newest badass in this, this TV series, and that is just <laughs> Lizzie. Yeah. So we see, I, I might, it might be one of your numbers, so I won't dive into it too deep, but we see a tragic event oh, let's happen. let's go, yeah. To one of our favorite characters, and we see he's more human than, than the person killing him. And in his last breath, he's going out and trying to tell Lizzie to basically go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a couple things that happened to us. I mean, we see Mickey get RD'd, so we see him get I shot. Know. And so he's trying to save her, and they have this great conversation. And he, you know, she's trying to talk him into, like, just let me go to the sky. Like, let me go. Mm-hmm. And he ends up giving her that ability to leave. And Lizzie, we you know she's been in this uh, training world for – in her time, it's been a while. Cause I know she mentioned like days or like weeks here or something like that. Like,
0: yeah, Poe could flub the timeline a little bit for her and make it seem like months for her, but minutes in, in the real.
1: Yeah. yeah. So she was like, she was able to overcome her, her tragic event that happened. Mm-hmm. Her, and I guess it was, it was her sleeve death, not her real death death. And so we see her get shipped off into the, the head in the clouds and, there's all those bodies there, and, and at the very first time when I saw those, I thought those were just kind of like sleeves on ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we find out that these things are, are synthetic humans.
0: Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen that yet, have we? Have no, we seen since, since?
1: Not that I know of. I know they they kind of swung by that area before, and the dude was copping a feel, and I thought it was like just like I said, sleeves on ice, like you know sleeves right. that were on pause. They're yeah. on sleep mode. But you know she she slides into all those bodies and she like you know changes it into her own image and it was such badassness when she did that too, and like I kind of have like a matrixy feel like I thought like, she would <laughs> become like the one in this world,
0: yeah, she took it and made
1: it her own, but you see her and oh my gosh, like when you first see Lizzie, like she is a broken, frail like you think unrepairable thing. Yeah, and if you were to show me like, hey, this is Lizzie, and this is Lizzie at the end, I'd be like, bullshit! Like that's that's a flashback. There's no way that's Lizzie from the things I've seen. Mm-hmm. She walks into this battle wearing this badass leather, and she <laughs> does some crazy ass ninja moves. Um, oh, okay, so so she's walking through the the head in the clouds. Yeah, and she walks into the dude that's just killed two people essentially mm-hmm. a, a, a rd two people uh, i was a guy and a girl and he's sitting there with his little wiener hanging out and they're very, <laughs> like
2: very clear about showing that
1: and being a smug rich dude he's like well i didn't order the smm package and uh lizzie i just love it she takes the knife and is like right through the neck and she's like it's on the house it's
0: on the house All yeah above. that was great. Was
1: like, oh my goodness <laughs> um and the other other little thing i'll add about her so she's going around kicking ass and she runs into her mom and dad and you know they like see her and like oh shit that's our daughter and they have a little battle ensue and then they have like a quick moment where they lock eyes after the the bad guys are kind of defeated and i wish they would have done this line but the, they kind of cut away but you know when she sees them like oh my god lizzie and she's like oh hi mom hi dad and then goes on killing people I
0: know. <laughs> like just but, another day in the neighborhood <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: But I'm curious what you think of, of Lizzie's kind of full transformation over this whole this whole season. And very well, minor, too. It just kind of like right at the end is like, oh, shit, this is an actual big piece to this pie.
0: Yeah, well, and I'm glad that you brought her up because I really do like her character and where how far she's come. Like you said, she was just completely broken and suffering from some major PTSD uh, from this major event, which I'm sure we will uh, talk more about later uh, since we find out what – Finally, what happened to her? But you know, we don't know at the moment. She she's broken and beaten, um, and you think she's just never going to recover, and that there's no hope for her. And to see how she has been able to rise up. Now she she's had help. Poe um, got his certification, his licensure, whatever it was that he attained to help her. Um, but he, he helped her through this, but she had to do the work herself. She Mm. had to be able to get there and she had to do the actual work. She might've had that guidance from Poe. And as much as I love him, I don't want to, I don't want to throw any shade at him for any of the work that he did with her, but she had to do the work. She had to get to that place and she had to rise above and say that I'm not going to allow what happened to me to define me and to, to beat me. I'm going to. Um, I'm now going to not be afraid of the monsters. Essentially, because she keeps referring um, to all of these bad guys as like monsters. Um, so I loved her whole arc throughout this, and, and I know you mentioned before in one of our previous episodes. I think it, it was the first episode that we saw her really kind of uh, come around as like a badass in in uh, in that virtual world where Poe was working with her. And you had mentioned that you know they're not going to show us that and have her build this mm-hmm. without it coming to fruition later and then we get this moment so it was super cool to see her you know rise above what happened to her and the traumatic event that happened to her and her be able to kind of seek her vengeance and and not let it define her and her overcome it so i'm i'm really glad that you brought that up we've got a lot of strong female characters in this series and she's definitely one of them and i thought it was great
1: well it's crazy like when you first see her in that virtual world it's like okay well she's a stack so she could get into a sleeve somehow Mm -hmm. but it was so late in the the season that you're like, okay, well how is she going to play a part in this? Like they're in the head in the clouds, you know, they don't have a sleeve ready for like, how are they going to get her involved in this? And yeah, she just becomes this like super, I guess the only way you could say is she's essentially a superhero able to get into the synthetic body, change it. And then she has all these ridiculous skills. So, um, it, oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see like what her character would be like in a second season.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't know anything about the books. Um, As of now, there hasn't been a renewal yet for season two for Altered Carbon. So I don't know if, if, if we'll see that. I don't know if it's going to be like an anthology kind of thing. So I don't know, but I would be interested to see. I think that they kind of left it at a place with the family and those characters that you, you can be okay with where we left them. Yeah. But it would be still really great because I think there's a little bit more story to tell. Yeah.
1: One, so yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I kind of feel like Netflix almost has to do that with a lot of their, at least the first season of shows, because it's kind of, if you don't leave it off, it's it's very much like Firefly season one. It's like it didn't really end. Right. Um,
2: but, oh, you know unless, know.
1: unless you get a movie, like Serenity kind of finished that season up pretty well, like if you saw the actual movie. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if that's kind of a, a formula they try to do or if it's just how they, they want to tell the story. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how it plays out.
0: Yep, I agree. Yep, that was a really good start to the number five because that Lizzie was actually my number four. So I'm glad that you had her, um, you know, kind of separate from everything else that we can possibly talk about during um, this particular episode Um, because she was worth mentioning. That's for sure. She she slayed it. Yes, she did. She slay. Is that what they're saying nowadays? She slay.
1: (laughs) I don't
0: know. Someone's going to be like, oh my god, she's trying to be cool. Will you shut up? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when you got a a, a kid, uh, my uh, my kid's age, you know, you, you pick up on things. Um, so that's me trying to be cool. <laughs> really good number five. I like it. Uh, my number five, since we're talking about strong women, I'm going to talk about another one. Uh, and that's Ray. Goodness gracious, Ray. I, I, she definitely was not, I don't think a good person for sure. I don't think you can really doubt that. But I I felt bad for her in a way because she had this goal in mind of just all she wanted was to be reunited with her brother. But she lived so many years trying to reach that goal and find a way to get to him and to free him because he was completely unattainable until this whole plan um, evolved and, and got to this point where we were at in the season for her to be able to find a way to get him out. Um, So she lived a long time and during this time she got so corrupt. Uh, So, you know, she was good. I feel all those years ago as a kid but I think that she I think there were some things that probably happened to her. I think the the trauma of uh, what happened with her parents, you know, she lost her mom. Um, Kovach killed their father, which didn't seem like a big loss. He wasn't much of a father, but still the, the tr- traumatic way of that happening. Um, Takeshi was taken away from her. They were separated. She was like practically uh, sold into slavery. It wasn't quite slavery, but, you know, forced to be in this position and grow up in this hardened life, um, I think really is what maybe kind of really twisted her. Um, So I I feel like, you know, I I don't want to say that anything that she has done is forgivable or right that she has done, but I feel like, you know i think she had good intentions because that's all that she ever wanted and she fought so hard to get her and kovacs back together and be a family again and it just all completely fell apart but it's like good intentions paved the way to hell right mm-hmm. so um i know i didn't say that right but you know what i mean um So I think it just she became so corrupt. And I think we saw that with her and all the other meths that we've met throughout this this season so far is how long they've lived and how corrupt they've become that they're not even human anymore. And I think it's just it was kind of sad, especially at the end there, which I'm sure we'll talk about more um, as we go on in our in our top five and discussion. But I really liked her character. I think she was at least a strong female character. She was alone in the world and she built herself from nothing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, I don't know if I've probably said this too much in other things, but I mean, it's kind of a Shakespearean thing. You know, she kind of raised herself up from nothing. You know, being a girl in, you know, the Akusa, I'm sure, isn't the most glamorous thing in the world. Like, I'm sure she probably saw and had to do things that nobody wants to think about. But she rose above that was obviously like a right-hand man to somebody. Mm -hmm. She built this empire And she probably had a grand plan for, you know, I'm doing all these terrible things now to build up this empire. And once I get enough play, I'm going to get my brother back. And I don't know if it it seems I'm still confused a little bit, but I still feel like her brother coming back was a little ahead of schedule. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if she had to get herself into some kind of mindset to be able to, to handle that. Or if it was just, um, it's still a confusing thing. Like, I'm not sure if she was really ready for that that right. uh, reunion yet.
0: And it's like in in her mission to get her brother back, she kind of destroyed herself, I feel, yeah. with all of these things that she because she didn't just get rich By being lucky or like winning a lottery if that still exists in this in this futuristic world. But she had to do like, you know, I feel like lots of people who who obtain their wealth by doing lots of low down, dirty, underhanded things. And she didn't rise above and get and and make her business and get her wealth from like building a solid business uh, and not being corrupt and uh, she did it uh, and I mean this business that she had was very dirty well businesses because she had the clinic where people mm. you could torture people in VR then she has this head in the clouds which is absolutely disgusting That what they do there um, so she, the the path that she went to obtain her wealth in such a, a fast way to be able to get in a position where she could get her brother you know free so they could be together again is I think what totally corrupted her so I think she kind of did it to herself um in a way so that's my number 5 ray
1: yeah it was uh she's such a great character that's that's one of those that like if, if they didn't do if they couldn't bring everybody back but to do like the ray years like mm-hmm. that would be interesting to see like her kind of almost like a punisher type series of her you know flashbacks up to this point um just to kind of see how she did it what her mindset was cuz i think you'd feel yeah, like, it would. sympathy for her cuz even to this point, like the, if you're, if you don't feel sympathy for Ray at the end of this episode, then mm-hmm. I don't know what I could do for you. Cause you have, to, I mean, yeah, like he says, like, uh, the, was it the road to hell's paved with good intentions? Yep. Essentially, that's what she was doing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, like I said, it doesn't justify anything that she's done. The things that, the things that she did, the businesses that she owned, um, she wasn't really apologetic for it. That's for sure. She's like, no apologies and no regrets. I did what I had to do so we could be together. Um, none of that was good. But, you know, I think um, she had good intentions. That's all that she wanted. But just did not work out. That's for sure.
1: So Good number five, though thanks what's your number four so my number four i have simply titled battles so (laughs) at the end of this episode it was like a royal rumble of matchups like you had liz versus the ghost walker you Mm -hmm. had the ghost walker versus poe you had ortega versus ray you had ortega versus (gasps) the ghost walker yeah you had kovach versus ray and that was probably my favorite battle because you got a amazing sword fight
0: Yes, I that, love sword fights.
1: <laughs> oh, that was such a great battle and and, a, and like especially in this world, and uh, i I didn't really think about it too much until now, but Ray only had one life to live. Her backups were all destroyed, so she that's only it had for that. her now. I had forgot about it, but Kovach technically had two lives left, yeah, he I had, forgot
0: about that. Yeah, I forgot like, about his his double sleeve self, yeah, up on fantasy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know he, he's there fighting fighting his sister and it's like well I mean I, go everybody leave I'll just die here because you know my other me is on sex island <laughs> like oh damn it now I have to leave sex island Oh, <laughs> well, uh, there's some here there was some awesome stuff in that fight so like Ray had a really sweet sword flip um, yes. when they uh, broke the glass she had an awesome like instead of throwing sand in his face she threw the glass in his face which I thought was an awesome move um, and then you had the slow-mo uh, sword stabbing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but each of these battles were awesome. Like I mean, like Liz fighting the Ghost Walker, this was the first time that the Ghost Walker seemed actually somewhat uh, beatable. Yes. You know, before he seemed like this, you know, bigger than life type of opponent. But Liz fought him really well. Uh, Poe, unfortunately, didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Ortega uh, killed him right in front of her boss which yes. was i well actually i don't know if she killed him or not i think she just took his stack i think he's still alive right
0: i guess yeah he i guess it was sleeve death but not rd real yeah. death cuz she did remove his sleeve she didn't destroy it it didn't look like he was i think just, i think you could destroy with that tool thing that he had, because he used it on, and I totally forget Ortega's partner's name, and that's horrible because he was a great oh, character yeah, too. But in the it. elevator, he rd him with that, uh, and then you saw how he took the chunks out of Ortega when they were fighting. So I think mm, there was yeah. a, a way if you if you used it, you could rd someone, you could rd their stack, and then it looked like there was a way that you could just remove the stack. So yeah, I think he, I think she removed a stack and it was intact. So. Gotcha. I guess he's still going to be able to pay for his crimes, and they'll just throw him in ice or whatever. Because
1: in the one way it was like a, a metal sex toy, and she'd <laughs> take away the uh, the stack. And the other way it was like a plucker, and it plucked it out.
0: Right. It looked like it was still lit up, right? Because that that's I how you can so, kind of yeah. tell if, if the stack is active or whatever. And
1: which would make it believable because like her boss is right there, like all the other police are there, like. If if they're trying to go legit at this point, the police like you can't just kill somebody right in front of them. You can't RD somebody right in front of them.
0: That's true. You can you can sleep death, but no real death.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh But her bionic arm coming back like I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> And she kind of comes in. I don't know why she hit it on something, but it made the dink. So I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, she's got her bionic arm.
0: I know. I kept forgetting about that. It reminded me. I I, I, and I know the noise you're talking about. It reminded me a little bit of like um, the six billion dollar man or something like that whole bionic noise that you'd hear when they'd be moving. And her arm kind of did something similar to that. And I'm like, yeah,
1: Robocop and like, yeah, uh, uh, uh. yeah. But I, I loved how like, and like it didn't feel oversaturated because sometimes when you like have a bunch of fights, you' be like, "Okay, this, this, okay, all right, oh, these two are fight okay, but it seemed to all flow really well, um, which is tough in these scenes, um, especially I don't know how much Netflix puts into this stuff, like you know we talk about Game of Thrones, like Battle of the bastards type of battles, but yeah, film over like 30 days. you know this was with like less people. Probably a lot less resources, but I thought they did a really, really great job with that. And that is just kind of my number four is all these great one-on-one battles that we had in this episode.
0: I 100% agree. That's a really great number four because I I love action. I mean, I'm an action girl. I love sword fights. I love... You know the hand-to-hand combat stuff. We've seen a lot of that great throughout the whole series. You know when we had Kovach and Ortega in the in the Thunderdome. I'm gonna call it Thunderdome, Fight Drome.
2: Fight uh,
0: yeah. Yep. And then when uh, Ray came in later, and and I guess. T- in quotes here, rescued them uh, from, from the fright drum. Um, we've seen some really great, and Ortega in her training, she's, you know, doing some kickboxing shit, you know, she's, you know, hand to hand and stuff. So, I mean, there's some great choreography in this, sh- in this show with the fights and stuff. And I think that there's not enough attention that's brought to the show for, for how well, Um, This action is played out. And I totally agree. I think that you get just enough without being too much. And I think it's it's beautiful. And it's it seems real. I mean, they're they're like hand to hand and it seems real. It doesn't seem too superhero. It doesn't seem. Yes, Ortega has her bionic arm. But, you know, other than that, it seems pretty relatable. It seems like a real fight between, you know, real people. And, uh, it just seemed believable to me. So I, and I love it. I could just eat up the action and, and watch them fight all the time. So
1: yeah. Cause there's some it. TV shows on big networks. I watch where like people fight and they do like hard cuts or hard moves of the camera.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like, Oh, like you could totally see the dude pulling his punch. But like this, I mean, especially the Ortega fight, like her and the ghost Walker, like that looked like a dirty, dirty fight. <laughs> like, you know, you almost feel like you're watching like a unsanctioned UFC fight.
0: Yeah. I have a feeling that there were probably some real blows that oh, got it, yeah. exchanged between them. Like, oops, got a little bit too close yeah. with that one, you know, and somebody really gets hit in the jaw or the nose or something. That's what's uh,
1: real because it's an actual fight. It's like,
0: you fucking hit my nose. <laughs> right. Pop right back at you. <laughs> yeah good number four. Um, oh, It just gets me more I mean as if I didn't love it enough just talking about it gets me all excited again uh, uh, for this. My number four uh, I already talked about a little bit we covered it already was Lizzie. I'm, she'll probably I think come into play in more of our discussion but just the um, in general of, 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 of her arc throughout the series and then how it has come to a head in this particular episode um, I really liked. So um, I did think the only couple things I guess that kind of stood out to me that I wanted to ask you about and get your thoughts Thoughts on. Uh, so she Poe transferred her consciousness up to Head in the Clouds. She uh got into the synth synthetic. So, but I guess what I'm confused about. So we see her in as this synthetic, but then she changes her outward appearance to from this synthetic to she looks like Lizzie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How does that happen? Because it wasn't just I don't feel like it, it was for our benefit to go, oh, that's Lizzie, in case you didn't know. But it seemed like, I mean, people, I mean, her own parents were looking at her and said, oh my gosh, it's Lizzie. And they knew that it was her. So it wasn't like it was for only we could see that she was Lizzie. Other people looking at her saw her as that as well. And I'm just, I guess because we haven't, I don't remember being introduced to any synthetics. I don't know if that's a technology, but how how was she able to flip her outward appearance like that? Yeah. that make any sense to you?
1: I mean, it- I mean, in this world, a synthetic uh, type of um, technology, I think, would be beneficial, especially a place like this, because the idea behind this is it's essentially a brothel, right? Right. Like you want to show up in basically they can have fifteen different of these robots, these android type things, and be like, oh, well, I want a blonde with thirty seven triple E's and you know a, <laughs> a twelve, you know, a small waistline or whatever, and a big booty. It's like, all right, that seems impossible, but but sure, we'll program it in, and it happens. Sure. And so you would almost build, like, this, like, technology where it can, like, change colors, change hair. Just, like, it's all synthetic. It's all fake. And I think that's where – it might have made more sense if all of them looked exactly the same. That's right. probably how they should have done it. So you basically have, like, a baseline Barbie kind of thing, baseline Ken, And by tweaking certain things on it, it gets you different – you know, gets you a beard, get you long hair, get you, you know, Axl Rose version, gets you whatever you want. <laughs> what does that
0: exist
1: (laughs) what do you want do you want 87 axel rose or do you want 2015 axel rose
0: 87 please (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) i still love you (laughs) um okay well that makes that that makes sense um i well because she did make the comment because he's like i don't like that look uh you know that when he like grabs her face and that's when her appearance changes Mm -hmm. and then she goes, well, I can be whoever you want, want me to be. So maybe that's how it tied into that. They're able to, you know, Oh, you don't like blondes. I can become a brunette, you know, and then the hair changes or you don't like brown eyes. I can have blue eyes or something like that. So I guess because we haven't been introduced because it seemed like we would get introduced to something in an episode and then it, it kind of come out to play in a later episode. And I just, Maybe it's just because there's so much in the series that I wasn't able to come up or like retain that information that maybe we saw synthetics. and I just don't remember that. But that's where I was just kind of confused because I was like, how did she just all of a sudden you see her hair go curl, you know, in her curly manner and her eyes change. And I was like, how did the hell did that happen? So that's all Um, the other thing that I just want to bring up about Lizzie. But we already talked about her pretty much. So that's all I want to say about that. And that was my number four. So that will move us along to your number three.
1: So my number three is the big arrest. It's, it's the, the tie in the bow on this season. And uh, one of the things that kind of going back to where the ship sinking, like I kind of got a feel of like the rats leaving a sinking ship. Mm-hmm. The the police, you know, they're doing the right thing now. Like the captain's doing the right thing, but it, they all knew that I guarantee you they all knew head in the clouds was this awful place they yeah. all knew about Mary Lou or at least some people knew about Mary Lou. And so like the corrupt police kind of coming out on top of this, like, I feel like there's a story there of like morally maybe they're doing it right, but they're really saving their own tails, you know? Oh, yeah. The gig is up. If it, if it, if it's found out that the captain had any kind of hand in this, like it's I hate corruption and stuff like this because, you know, everybody knows it. it's the worst kept secret. But now absolutely. that it's on TV, everybody's like, "Oh, the police knew this. Okay, we got to send them all to jail. We got to RD these people. Now we need to get the good police, the good people back in the, <laughs> in the power." And yep. it's just the same thing. But
0: absolutely,
1: um, you know, this whole time we, we we found out about Bancroft. He he killed a couple people while he was on that um, insane kind of uh, a drug.
0: Jacked up on Stallion, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: That sounds more like like a uh, like viagra of the future stallion like i don't see that as being like a. you know i'm so angry that's like i'm a stallion
2: i know
0: yeah you'd think it would go the other way but maybe it jacked up the i can't remember if they said or if they gave explanation as to how it worked or what it did but i guess it jacked up their testosterone i guess that's what i would assume it made it, you super aggressive maybe
1: yeah because even i don't think he even remembered killing them no killing those two people just after the fact he's like oh shit like um yeah, it was crazy. Just yeah, just crazy, crazy stuff. But so um, much happening, you know. And and at this point, like when you're like, oh, we're at Bancroft, it's Like, okay, Bancroft's going to get arrested, and you know they show up, and the police show up, and Bancroft's like, okay, this is you know, I got to do the honorable thing. Like, I found out that I did do this stuff. Um, the one line I thought was amazing was when kovacs said, because Bancroft says something to, to the effect of like, you know, that man's gone, and uh. Kovach says something amazing about like, you know, you didn't, you didn't kill the act, you killed the memory. Right. So it's like, you like, even though you're in a different sleeve, it's still you that did these things.
0: Exactly. It was still essentially you, your personality, who you are, you know, that did that. Even, even if you were able to forget, because it, it, it all had a time out with his, when he backed up. Like he wasn't able to do his, his backup or whatever. And he was able to like essentially just completely erase that and not remember doing it. doesn't mean that that's not who you are, that you're not capable of that, that you don't mm. have that inside of you.
1: Which is a scare. I mean, how many things do you think that he potentially could have done that he's forgotten in the past?
2: hmm
1: Um, I know like in this he had to kill himself, but I'm sure there's ways he could have had these things done too, where he just goes to a different clone. Like his, uh, his, uh, lawyer lady could have helped him. um, mm-hmm. But he's he's totally going in for it. Miriam um, is like, listen, I'll stand by your side as, you know, the lady that I would use a word for that starts the B. Right. Because <laughs> uh, she's so smug. Like, you know, it's like uh, I, I've suspected some bad stuff with her for a long time. And we find out that it's even worse than what I could have thought. So Lizzie shows up. The kit back on Lizzie
2: and mm-hmm. shares
1: the story of and basically it's like a, a law. What was the law? Six three five.
0: Oh, oh fuck. maybe shoot. We're gonna say yes. I know okay. what you're talking about. I don't have it written down in my notes.
1: But I mean, she was kind of dead. But I don't think she had any uh, religious encoding. But she's come back from the dead in a an, non sleeve to say, "Listen, I showed up here because uh, me and Bancroft had you know a relationship, ex- 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 basically and she got pregnant and he wasn't home, but Marion was. And she mm-hmm. took out her anger of her husband. I mean, she knew her husband cheated on her, but she, I guess, knew that he wasn't knocking people up.
0: She was not thrilled to know that Lizzie was. I mean, because I think she she was not completely blind to her husband's indiscretions no. and his visits to whorehouses and uh, you know the places that he had been going to. And and we knew already from Ray from a previous episode that yeah, it was uh, Miriam that uh, infected him with that stallion by kissing him and and kind of started that whole thing. So we know that she wasn't on the up and up, but we didn't quite know how she would go until this, yeah. Resolution six five three. I think you were right. Um,
1: but I mean, so yeah,
0: that was bad.
1: As that's playing out, like you feel, I felt bad for Bancroft. It's like, I mean, he's not a great guy. Like I know that. No. Like he's not, he's not somebody you want to look up to. But right, not redeemable. You're, you're kind of like, it kind of sucks that he's the one that's fallen on the sword for this. Like he's not the only one. Mm-hmm. But Lizzie shows up, explains that she was pregnant, and Miriam basically caused her to have a miscarriage. And this led to the police arresting Miriam. And Bancroft, this, this was the most human I've seen him in this whole TV series. Right. Right when Miriam shows up, he's like, like you saw a sense of like, this is somebody that I care for. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out that she was pregnant and that Miriam did that. And like his interaction with Miriam at that point is like it's a total family drama. It's like we've ruined totally. each other. And those three words, like we've ruined each other's like. They have all the money you could ever want. They have a house in the clouds. They can, they can eat exotic tigers and throw these (laughs) lavish parties. (laughs) They had a fossil of an angel, you know, like this thing that we thought was an angel, which was some kind of like mythical creature, in their house, and yet they're still cheating on each other. They're still causing these things and killing people, Mm -hmm. and they're destroying themselves. Yeah, they ruin their lives and. As as she's getting carted away, I did not hear anybody say that Mister Bancroft was getting arrested. So I'm not sure if he did get taken away. And that's a question I wrote down because they arrested well, her, but I don't remember. I don't really. I don't remember them hearing saying that he's under arrest or that seeing him get taken away.
0: I I thought I I don't remember verbatim what they were saying, but I remember them mentioning that. He had killed, I I don't think, I can't remember her name, but he had Mary Lou and the other girl in the room with him. So it's the girl that he killed uh, when Mary Lou ran away, whenever he RD'd that girl. So it was her death that he was being um, uh, accused of. Uh, Of course, hadn't been tried yet, so they can't call him guilty, but that he was uh, being arrested for. And he willingly gave himself over. He He said, I'm giving myself in freely. And then that was just before... Uh, we pipe where they piped in, and we find out what Miriam did because they were like, "Well, that's not all. We have more." And then that was, and the whole story came out about uh, what what happened to Lizzie and what what Miriam how how Miriam played a hand in that because you you just think, "Oh, she's just a, a bitter wife, and she had something to do with getting her husband poisoned." and that, yeah, she's not great, but she's not as bad as 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 Bancroft. and it turns out, um, she I feel was worse. i mm. mean, i don't I don't feel it gives Bancroft a pass at all. It's not forgivable what he did. It was horrible um uh, because I don't know what, anything about that drug that he was on um that that caused him to do that. But I feel that he was under the influence of something, and he 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 i Bill had regret about that cuz he's like I thought I had a line I wouldn't cross yeah. and he really didn't believe that he had that within him and he did but um and he doesn't get a pass for it at, at all and it's not forgivable Um, but I feel what she did was worse. She was, uh, she just was out for, she's like, the children are mine. There will not be any other Bancroft children. You know, there will not be any other claim to anything that this family has, except for the children that I have bore. And yeah, they, they destroyed themselves. It wasn't any outside influence. They, they corrupted themselves and brought themselves down.
1: You know, someone we didn't see at the end of this was his daughter. I don't recall seeing her at all.
0: No, we only ever saw her when she was in her mother's sleep, yeah. so she could have been there and we didn't know it. <laughs> she
1: was in her own. <laughs> I was, I mean, I was expecting that to come out from somewhere. That essentially, when all this was happening, he's like, "I'm giving myself up. I'm leaving everything to my son." My thought that was, he sleeved into his son, mm-hmm. and the Bancroft that was getting shipped off was like his son somehow.
0: Oh, wouldn't that be something?
1: Like he, basically, what a twist! Yeah. But, because
0: you never know, you can't. We've we've learned time again. We keep getting burned on uh, who that who's really in that sleeve and who's who. Because it's like, ah, oh, you're not really that person. You're you're this other person. Um, but then again, it's interesting. We, we we've met the daughter and her and one of her mother's clones. We've met this one of the sons, but they had like 21 or 22 kids.
1: Yeah, that's where right, yeah. are
2: all
0: of these other kids? <laughs>
1: you know. <laughs> I have no, yeah, it's a good point. I, like, are they on some island? Are they off world somewhere? Like, they all get shipped to military school somewhere far like, away? Ugh, Boarding this family school. Family
0: sucks. Get me out of here, you know?
1: For, oh, could you, yeah, It's probably cheaper for Christmas, though. You don't have to get all those probably. presents.
0: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that's a big family, man. How do you buy for that many people? Oh, man. I, I guess mean, I they don't have.
1: To. My mom's side, I think, was like 15 to maybe 20 people total when you count uncles and cousins, which was awesome when you're a kid, but. Yeah. When you're an adult, and I'm sure my parents were hung over some Christmases and New Year's, they're <laughs> so like, oh my God, kids, just shut up.
0: <laughs> Too many kids in the house.
1: <laughs> but oh. my number three is just kind of tying to the rest of this and kind of seeing all the uh unmasking of the monsters.
0: Oh yeah. Oh that's oh I like that. Unmasking the monsters. Really good. Good number three. So my number three is brother and sister uh oh gosh we, we've touched on this a little bit already we've seen this whole thing between uh, Kovach and Ray play out over the last several episodes since Ray came into she kind of came in late uh, during this she's been there the whole time but kind of came to the surface anyway kind of late here in the series and to see how this ended up for them I thought was. Uh, definitely, you keep bringing up the Shakespearean thing. It was like a, a whole tragedy here that that happened with this family and and how they've corrupted themselves. Again, she I think corrupted herself in her goal of of being reunited with her brother. Um, and I, it was so sad. You could see how broken Kovac was, um, how he lost his sister. Cause he kept looking at her like he wanted to see his little sister, but Ray like today kept coming forward and how hardened she was and how she just couldn't see beyond, you know, th- to her own end. And it was just so tragic and broke my heart. I think Joel Kinneman played that off really well, that heartbreak that he had realizing that he even before Ray died, that he had already lost his sister. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, that's not my sister. I don't know who you are. Um, but he realized his sister was gone and dead. Um, and then when it really did happen, you know, we had the whole battle with them. We had the whole struggle with them. And she thought she had kind of won him back. He's like, just let everyone go. I'll stay here with you. I'll give you whatever you want. Um, but then it comes down to this last moment when when they're having their battle And that last moment when he he's holding her really close and he's got the gun to her and their foreheads kind of it wasn't their foreheads kind of touched. And you just have that last moment between them. And it was almost like they were back where they were when they were kids. It's almost like she was, you know, the, the, the 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 today Ray was gone and you had the old Ray that they remember. And it was, you know, they they remembered that moment between them. And then. I, I, he just, I felt so horrible for Kovac. He really felt like he failed her because of everything that happened to her, getting separated when they were children, everything that she went through, um, being alone in the world and having to rise above uh, all of her things that happened in her life. And he felt like he failed her so many times in that last moment between them, I thought it was so strangely beautiful in a way. And then that he did take her out. He RD'd her and then he stayed with her. Yep. he wouldn't leave her that even though she was dead uh, he felt honored or i guess honor bound to stay with her um even to the end because you know he felt responsible for her and uh, i thought it was just a beautiful moment and i i might have shed a couple tears during that moment um this this uh, you know episode really had me in the feels and and i really felt that moment between them and i thought it was just so heartbreaking that they just never got to have their real reunion that even when they were together, when they were in the envoys, when they were with Kel and the, and the whole revolution that, um, they still were at odds because he wanted to be there and he, he felt they were fighting for a good cause and she was resistant to it. And she was only there for him and never really believed in it. And they just never really got their moment. And I think in that very final moment, they got that moment. Um, but it was so short lived and it was so tragic.
1: Yeah. When they cut back to like, is him him with her as adults and then flashback when they're kids. It's just, yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely hits you in the feels. And yeah, you you think of, it's it's one of those things Or it's from like those shows where, or events where like, like you don't want to have to fight somebody. Like, I mean, I imagine, you know, things like the civil war where like your family's on the other line and you're fighting for these ideas Mm -hmm. and you don't really want to kill each other, but you, you have to, because of the event you're in, the circumstances you're in. Yep. And, you know, like, she couldn't let him live at that point because of what was going on. And he couldn't let her live what was going on. And I feel like at that point, they're both going to die. Like, I think either way, if she killed him, she would have stayed on the ship. And when he killed her, they stayed on the ship. Yep. Um, but even then, they they both couldn't let themselves just ride the ship down. Like, they couldn't go down with the ship. They One of them had to finish it, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those things that just, uh, like, communication or something or, you know, you said Kovach probably feels some kind of uh, blame for this because he killed his dad because they're in a shitty situation Mm -hmm. thinking that it would make their lives better. And it, I don't know if it made it worse or not, but it definitely didn't make it better. Right. And so him doing that caused this whole snowball effect of where they are now.
0: Yep. I agree. It was tragic and it was sad. And I thought that was a real touching moment between those two in the end. it, It, it got me. Twice, when I watched it twice. <laughs> <Sometimes>. <laughs> I already knew what was going to happen, and it still got me.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's not many shows I get goosebumps over anymore, but that, that moment between the two kind of got the the goosebumps flowing a little bit.
0: Yep, I agree. Yep, that's my number three. So that goes to number two. What's your number two? All right,
1: so my number two ties in quite a bit to that, but it's just the sinking ship. So uh, Lizzie comes up with a plan to basically shut off the uh Rockets that are keeping this floating ship in the air
2: mm-hmm. and it
1: starts plummeting to the earth. But you know, we talked about Kovach and Ray riding this out to the end. Um, and I love the fact that as the ship's going down, he's talking to Kel, but they're not talking. Yes. Um, and he basically tells her, Tell me a story that doesn't end in death and tragedy. And the story that he she's telling him is a story that ends in death and tragedy. Yeah, because it's just the story of Kel and Kovach where, you know, she's talking about a princess that meets a prince and you know, going through all this stuff. It's very much like the fairy tale that the the Ray and Kovacs would tell each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, we touched a lot on it, but, you know, seeing that ship go down and them riding it to the end, you know, the one thing I was worried about as it was going down, I was like, "Where the fuck's this ship going to land?"
0: I know. I'm like, nobody seems worried that this <laughs> thing is plummeting from. Like, how do they know that? I didn't know that. Yes, I mean, I know that this is supposed to be what was once San Francisco. Uh, it's called Bay City now, I guess. But um, oh shit, I didn't really there's,
1: make that connection. This is supposed to be San Francisco. Oh, yeah. It's Bay. It's City. San
0: Francisco. Yeah. Makes so sense. it's. Yeah, so, it, yeah, it's not called that anymore. I think it's just called Bay City, which is, I think, kind of like what this um, uh, nickname for San Francisco is, the Bay City. I think so. But, um, but yeah, it was supposed to be San Francisco of, of today, but it's not called that anymore. Uh, but I'm like, there are people. Yes, there's water and there's a, a bay down there. But how do you know that this thing plummeting <laughs> from, where, I don't know, above the clouds uh, is not going to fall on land? Nobody seems to be concerned. Like, oh, we're just going to. Let yeah, it
1: fall. Just let it fall, and it
0: landed. <laughs> it was
1: really fucking close to that bridge. I know. <laughs> like when it hit, and like it exploded, and the like the flame water was going up. I'm like, those people are going to boil to death that live on that I bridge.
0: Oh, I'm like, yeah, because people are. That's the Golden Gate Bridge. It looks like there's people inhabiting the bridge. It looks like trailers yeah. stacked onto each other. Um, no way,
1: I'm living on that bridge.
0: Oh, hail to the no. I don't do bridges either. Uh,
1: they have to, that bridge, they, they paint year round. So they start on, this is what I read. They start on one side and they start painting it because if they don't, it'll rust. Mm-hmm. So by the time they get all the way to the one end, they have to turn around and do the other side because the other side needs it. And nope. so you think like, if they haven't painted this bridge in years, like it's on its last leg and that many people on that bridge, yeah, it's just going to take a couple of, Prom night teenagers bouncing around on it. And
0: <laughs> it definitely does not look like it's in good working maintenance order like it is today. That's for sure. It looked it looked like it had seen some better years. That's for sure. But yeah, it looked like there were people uh, stacking trailers on that thing and that were inhabiting the bridge now. It wasn't you know used for transportation purposes to get from one side to another. It looked like there were... Well, because you don't need roads anymore, right? Because everybody's got the flying oh, yeah, cars. Yeah, if you have a car... Um, so you don't need it to uh, as a road uh, transportation uh, means anymore. But, um, but yeah, I'm like, is no one – I'm sitting here – like I, I, I am caught up in it in, in the moment. And I'm thinking, oh, this is so beautiful because I do love, as you mentioned already, as it's plummeting and Kovach is lying there with his sister holding her and he's talking to Kel. Talking, not talking to Kel. And she's telling him the story. And it's so beautifully done. Intercutting with Ortega in the in the cop car, and they're leaving, and uh, Kovac and Kel, and you see it, you know how it's plummeting to earth. Uh, but just for a split second, I did think I was like, the the cops are just <laughs> leaving, and it's like, hello, you have this huge thing plummeting. Are you not concerned about the people
1: below? Oh,
0: yeah. Side side thought. I guess you're just supposed to not think about it in the moment, but. That was a great moment.
1: I mean, I hear about, like, s- they always talk about, like, oh, the satellite's going to, you know, crash, you know, through the atmosphere. <laughs> and I'm always like, well, where the fuck's it going to land? I mean, I know there's a lot of water, but, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't really want to die by satellite is what I'm getting at.
0: Exactly. I don't want to die by some ginormous head in the clouds thing falling uh, from the earth uh, out of the atmosphere. And and I want somebody to figure this shit out and and get its coordinates of this is where we expect it to land. I want Elon Musk giving me some assurance of where these things are going (laughs) to (laughs) land. He is my
1: go-to. But my number two is just the sinking ship and kind of the events that happen with it.
0: Oh, man. And talk about some events. That's a really good number two. There's just so many beautiful moments in this show. Um, Gosh, it just did not get enough praise um, and recognition, I think. Hopefully, people will come back around to it. I mean, it's on Netflix, so it's not going anywhere. So, hopefully, people will kind of revisit that a little bit. Um, Because, man, I I really thought it was worth watching. Good number two. So. My number two, um, and I'm hoping I can speak without crying, because I don't want to cry on a podcast, right, Sean? There's no no crying in <laughs> podcasting. Is that what you're gonna do? There's
1: tell no me? crying.
0: There's no crying in podcasts? Okay, that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> so my number two is Poe. Mm. Oh, I I have to talk about him again. I know I've talked about him on and on um, as we've covered this whole series, but I love that character so much. And I was so sad because I thought, well, it's the finale. Who's going to die, right? Um, That's what you always feel like, that there are going to be some character deaths coming up and you feel like not everybody can make it. Uh, But I really was not happy to see that my favorite character uh, did not make it and that he was taken out. And he raced so easily, and I feel, I know he was AI, and I, clearly just a character in a TV show, but he was AI, but he was a real character to me, and I think he had more heart and humanity than any of the humans on the show.
1: Oh, I totally agree. Like, that interaction between him and the ghost walker, like, he felt way more human. I think he said something to the effect of them not being human, or him being more human, or I think maybe it was Lizzie's more human than them, or something to that effect.
0: OK. Anyway, um, anyway, I totally interrupted you where we were at with 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 Poe and how he got taken out and how he he didn't get to say goodbye to Kovach. I thought that was really sad. Oh, he yeah, did. He didn't because I feel like they they were all becoming a little bit of a pack there. He was there with with Mickey and Ava. Um, uh, Vernon was up and had the clouds with Kovacs and them. But, um, you know, he never got to say that goodbye, but he did at least get to say goodbye to Lizzie. He had his little talk with her, um, and was saying goodbye to her and they had their moment. So I thought that was really sweet. But then what really got me, because I feel like they do everything to tell you that this is a reference to Poe, Edgar Allan Poe and his, and his, um, who he was, uh, without really saying it. Like Mm -hmm. they, they give him the nickname Eddie they show his shirt, bowling shirt or whatever, as Edgar A. Uh-huh. They call him Poe. He's got the Raven Hotel, but it, it, they do all this stuff without coming out and just saying, "Oh yes, he's supposed to be Edgar Allan Poe or based on him." Um, so we get if you if you didn't get it before, you definitely got it there at the end because his last words uh, were, "And neither the angels in heaven above nor the demons down under the sea can ever dissever my soul." from the soul of the beautiful, and it cuts off. And I immediately recognized that because it was from my favorite Edgar Allan Poe poem ever, and that was Annabelle Lee. And that's what that his last lines were taken from. And I, I love that poem so much. If no one is familiar with um, Edgar Allan Poe's poems and Annabelle Lee, please go read it. It's it's a beautiful uh, poem. And it just I was just like in tears i was ugly crying this whole time and i just i had to talk about it because i just i really liked his character i thought he was um very human and wanted to so be a part of something and was just taken away so easily and hurtfully so that's my that's my number two
1: yeah i kind of left it off because i kind of hope we wouldn't talk about it (laughs) <laughs> um, we're
0: going to talk about it Sean we're going to go there <laughs> we're going to cry together
1: because <laughs> uh, to see him just slowly just, and it seemed a little uh, I guess maybe the technology they had was uh, pretty high tech but um, to see him just slowly disintegrate um, and him being there with uh, the ghost walker and then with uh, um, Elizabeth and it's I, I don't know if he was proud or scared but when she was when he's talking about like telling her don't be afraid and she said like you should be afraid for me, like very nonchalant. Like, you don't be afraid for me. You should be afraid for the monsters. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he'd be excited, if he's like proud or like, to me, that'd be like, ah, like, did I, did I do her justice or am I hurting her?
0: Yeah. he kind of questioned that a little bit in that last Mm -hmm. episode. He's like, you know, I don't feel that I've done right by you. And she's like, you know, no, of course you have, you know, and, I hope I hope he felt some pride at that, you know, like a uh, she had her father and I know he wasn't trying to take her place, but a little bit of fatherly pride, yeah, you know, as to how he helped her overcome, you know, uh, her traumatic event and stuff. So um, I'm glad he got to see that, that he helped her.
1: And I would hope in this world, if, if you can back up other things, I would hope an AI would be smart enough to back themselves up somewhere. So I'm, I'm right. hoping if we do get season two, we'll get, you know, Poe 2.0.
0: Yes, wouldn't that be great? That's good oh you you've just made me feel so much better about that i'm gonna I'm gonna hold out some invisible hope that he'll somehow come back <laughs> in another season. <laughs> That's awesome. great. So does that go? Yep, that goes up to number one. What's your number one, Sean?
1: All right, so my number one, I mean, we've we've kind of touched on it a bunch, but it's it's just kind of the Bancroft getting exposed. Um, mm-hmm. You had mentioned earlier, like he thought he was a decent man, which, you know, you hear the things he does, like how can somebody, it, I, I don't know if it's the world or it's the money or what it is, but it's definitely a situation where, you know, you're just as good of a person as you think you are. And I don't know if that's comes from Again, just this world or if that, I mean, you see it today. There's people who probably have somehow stumbled on money or, you know, they think the things they do are great because maybe it's not circumstances, it's them. So they kind of Mm -hmm. think, oh, well, you know, I don't need to worry about this because I'm a decent man, even though I choke hookers and buy them new sleeves. (laughs) Right. Uh, Oh, uh, Mary Lou, when they talked about killing the memory, not the act. um, I thought that was a great line. Yeah it was. Um and uh I guess uh yeah and then Kovach kind of had another little sting to Bancroft as they are going through this where he says you thought you were a god but you were just the devil himself. That was another kind yeah. of thing but it just really exposes the really fact good. that you know these people these meths you know they they think they're they're more than what they are they're just human. Mm-hmm. And I think they've lost a lot of that so they're in you know maybe it's one of those situations where they do these things to feel alive because they feel dead on the inside, even though they're living. Mm
2: -hmm. It's like,
1: I have to, I have to cause pain or I have to do all these ridiculously unnatural things because it makes me feel like, Oh, well I I'm alive. I'm a, I'm a living thing, even though they really are, like I said, just dead on the inside. But right. Bancroft kind of getting that exposed piece of that just kind of tied all this up in a, in a bow at the end.
0: It did. Well, that, that, Definitely runs in with my number one, so I'll just like chime into what what you're saying and just talk about it from there. You know, it was it was refreshing to finally just have it all out in the open. We definitely got you know some of the story from Ray and 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 what happened and stuff from from Bancroft and you know, him killing that one girl and what happened to Mary Lou. So it was finally getting some answers. And then we just really get all of it. Uh, you know, what happened to Lizzie, um, and who, and who did it? Because it was like, well, we still never really, you know, you just assume it was, uh, like Bancroft Mm -hmm. and all the horrible things that he had done. But he, you know, yes, he saw her and visited her and had sex with her. Um, But he didn't hurt her, I don't think. It was never talked about anyway, but um, come to find out it was Miriam. So all the secrets were exposed, um, and that was the title of my number one. Um, You know, Bancroft and his wife went down, how he lied to himself, believing he couldn't have killed anyone, um, and nothing could destroy him except for himself. She was taken down, talking about Miriam. She drugged him. She killed Lizzie's baby. She sent— Lizzie, after she had beat her up and kicked her all those times, made her lose her baby, she sent her to Ray and Ray put her in one of those clinics that she had, the the VR clinic to drive her crazy in VR um, and then dumped her body in there in the sidewalk and that's how you know she was found uh, so all we finally get all of these answers as to what happened and it was just kind of refreshing and it at the root of it it w- was just a, a really good like detective story
2: yeah.
0: you know you had this huge uh interwoven web of events that happened and just really come down to a really good uh cop story which i always like
1: and it wasn't like a procedural type of detective mm-hmm. story either like it it felt like it was very maybe a little sherlock holmesy like yeah, like Holmesy light. Like it wasn't like you had to feel super smart, but, um, but yeah, I like that idea. I like that. Yep,
0: I liked it. Lots of good stuff. Anything else on your number one?
1: No, that really ties it up. I mean, again, very great episode. Probably one of my favorite these last <gasps> two. Um, and I mean, if, if you talk about binge-worthy shows, this is one I could kind of see binging.
0: Definitely, I agree. Do you have any notes?
1: I have a few notes. Uh, what you got? So let's see. Let's just kind of pick some at random. Um, the uh, Kovach uh, – well, actually, let's go back except because this other one kind of goes into it. So Kovach real versus the Kovach duplicate. Mm-hmm. So I kind of <laughs> forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And um, I assumed after the, the wreckage and they're in that VR, I just assumed his stack survived, um, which mm-hmm. it did. But so they also found out about the double sleeving. And so they got to play rock, paper, scissors for uh, who gets <laughs> to come back. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the guys got to be on Sex Island, the other had to see his sister die, and I, from the from the gist of it I got the one that saw his sister die, the real Kovach, the real mm-hmm. in quotes.
0: That's what I got from it the one too. Made,
1: yeah. Because then you get yeah. the Kovac Ortega reunion. So she thought her uh Riker body was gone. Yeah. Um but he comes back and um they get to say goodbye, which I thought was very touching.
0: It was kind of heartbreaking because I think I think she still had feelings for Riker, but she had kind of fallen a bit and started having feelings for Kovach. And I think even though he still felt devoted to Kel, he had also developed some feelings towards Ortega as well. I think there was that little bit of a a budding thing that they had and they had kind of started to fall for each other, but realized they were meant to be with someone else. Um, So, yeah, I'm glad that they had their moment.
1: Uh let's see. uh on the ship, one of the things I thought was interesting that Ortega had two people she was staying for, technically
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: Kovach and Riker, and technically Kovach had two people he was staying on the ship for, and that was Ray and Kel. yeah, um, kind of an interesting little tie there, uh let's see. The uh the rats on the ship kind of thing, just to jump back on that a little bit, was um just them protecting themselves, like the the lawyer lady coming back and like just basically telling the cops like, ask me where Ortega is. Like, I'm not gonna tell you, but if you you put me in a line of questioning, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing is we kind of got a Negan lineup, like from Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, they had them
0: on their knees. <laughs> yeah,
1: had them all in there. And it's like, all right, you get to choose Kovacs, who's gonna die. <laughs> And uh, I knew he was going to pick himself. And his sister knew it, too. So she gave him a, a gun with no ammo. Yep. Uh, that was a good moment. But, yeah, those are pretty much my notes. Good notes.
0: Um, a couple of my notes I'm going to cover. You you mentioned earlier the guy when Lizzie um, had just gotten into that synthetic. She's got this bitchin' outfit on. And she is strutting her shit down the hall. And she <laughs> stumbles upon that guy in the room who had just killed these two people. And he's really feeling full of himself. Let me just say that it's not an attractive look when you are wearing no clothes from (laughs) the bottom down and you have clothes on the top. It's just not a good look. At least on guys, I don't feel. I don't see that attractive at all. I just thought... Why you should either be fully nude or you should at least have something on the bottom because it just looks to me it looks silly. I, I don't find that attractive on anyone, man, male or female. So that that was that was just something that bugged me. But I'll also,
1: say, I'll, I'll counter that with females if they're wearing those long button-up shirts, that's uh-huh. not bad if the little little tush is showing.
0: Right, yeah. It, if it if it just covers just enough up in the front, or like you said, covers the tush a little bit, it's a very attractive because I can find that very attractive as well on females. Um, you know, wearing that type of look or or a t shirt that's a little bit long,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. you know,
0: something like that that looks good too. But not on guys. Maybe it's because no, y'all got yeah. maybe it's because y'all got outward stuff. Yeah, if the guy, you know, it's like
1: if it's just too long, that's just like barely poking out like a little <laughs> like a little gopher, and then if it's all on display, it's like dude like there's nothing attractive <laughs> just, about about that.
0: Yeah, it's just not attractive. So I'm just letting folks know if anyone is in question, any of you guys out there uh no, just don't do it. Um but also I thought was interesting, he's wearing this white jacket and shirt and they looked really clean for having just killed two people. Yeah,
1: I wonder if he was getting dressed again maybe.
0: Maybe, maybe uh, he was
1: in mid dress, which I always put pants on first.
0: Right, why do you yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a little backwards, but anyway, I just I was like, you, why are you why are your clothes so clean and they're very pristine white? Why aren't they covered in blood? Because those pe- people, those poor people that he had just killed, were certainly did not go down in a clean manner. But anyway, that kind of bugged me. Um, I like that Riker was let go. They were uh, – he was going to turn his sleeve back in mm-hmm. and he was going to be released. So I like that, that Ortega was going to get Riker back. So I like that. I like that there was a happy ending there. Um, I like that in the end, this was just a love story, the the, oh, yeah. the story of the peasant boy and the princess and as we mentioned, was told so well as Kel was – as he, he, um, Head in the Clouds was plummeting, This she's telling the story. And then again at the end when we see Kovach in this unknown sleeve and he begins his search. You see him with the journal. We don't see his face. We only yeah. see you know, legs and feet and we see like a silhouette and a shadow. And he's on his search for wherever Kel is hidden. And in, so I love that in the end that this was just like um, a love story. And that she's alive somewhere because she was backed up before Ray killed her. So we found that out.
1: And that um, would have made I all love- of like the nerds gasm all over the world. Is and, and they would have definitely got a season two if they did this. Right. That- as that silhouettes walking out? It peeks back into the Raven Hotel. and It's Nathan Fillion. <laughs> you want every nerd to jump on season two of this? You do that.
0: Absolutely. There you go. That'll do it. But I'm interested to know, like, where do we go from here? It's like, I feel like because there hasn't been a renewal yet for season two, I feel like, you know, uh, I've kind of heard some back and forth a little bit about Ultra Carbon. People either really liked it or they really didn't like it. And I I don't know that it was as successful as Netflix wanted it to be. But I feel like it did pretty well enough that we could probably call for a season two. But I think that if they didn't, I think I would be okay with where they left it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I definitely like to see a season two, but. Yes, this this show kind of has the uh, the stink of a season two could go downhill really, really quick.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like they would either try to rehash the same story or um, a- actually, I think that's the only way a season two would fail. If they tried to rehash the same story, if season two was something kind of completely different with yeah. Kovach, um I think it would work. It's kind of like you would think of like a Mad Max, like he's going into a different world in this universe that kind of has similar problems. Right. But he's not investigating a murder. He's investigating some other kind of crime. Like, I could get right. behind that.
0: I could totally get behind that. I wouldn't want to revisit any of this. But I think if, if Kovach was still there or, um, you know, something like that, I feel like this is a really big world because this oh, yeah. isn't the only world. There's lots of settled world. I think there's lots of stories to tell. That's a good point. So I, I, I'm definitely pulling for a season two. But if we don't get it. I would be okay because I think that they wrapped up enough to give you the answers that you wanted and kind of left you hopeful, but yet still was like, well, there's still more that we could tell. So I think they left it in a really good place. So I would love to see what happens next, but if they don't, I'll say that I'm happy with, with where it's at. So I liked it and I loved the love story aspect of it. I just thought that whole relationship between, um, Kel and Kovach was beautiful. So that's all I got for notes.
1: I like it again. Great, great episode. Great series. Great season. Um, I
0: know. Hopefully, more people come around to it, and then listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> after after watching, <laughs> <laughs> tell your friends. Awesome. Okay, so with that being set, uh, said, we're going to jump into our news uh, segment of. The podcast. And the first article that we have, um, I'll just kick off this one since I'm already talking, um, is from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, so now that we can talk a little bit more about it, so much news on this uh, series has been spoilery because, you know, a Netflix show was released all at once. So all the news covered almost all the the whole series. So it was difficult to, or season, so it was difficult to uh, not talk about some of this stuff. But I didn't want to talk about it in case people were hanging with us and uh, watching it week by week. So it's official. Uh, Takeshi Kovach will need to be re Um Altered Carbon star Joel Kinnaman has signed on for a lead role opposite Muriel Enos in Amazon Studios' forthcoming adaptation of Hannah, signaling a reunion for the two stars of The Killing. It also marks the end of Kinnaman's reign on Altered Carbon, uh, which premiered its Tire for season in February on Netflix. So considering the characters shifting physical form, then the decision for Altered Carbon to move on without Kinnaman is in line with the source material. It's certainly not a decision that comes as a surprise to the actor himself. Uh, sources tell The Hollywood Reporter that Kinneman had only a one-year deal with the show. And while the series is generating strong reviews, the streaming giant has yet to officially renew the drama. Um, I don't think so, no, Kinnaman recently said when asked about the odds of returning for a second season of Altered Carbon, we have no idea what the second season would be, but my guess is they would follow the two other books and they are all on completely different planets, completely different worlds.
1: Interesting. So, I mean, even if we don't get a season two, at least there's two other books that you could probably jump on and kind of get at least your Altered Carbon fix.
0: I mean, the material's there to work with, so come on, Netflix, just pull the trigger. Yeah.
1: See, our second story comes from indiewire.com. So, there are no official budget numbers for alter Carbon, but in the realm of science fiction television, there aren't a lot of shows run by female showrunners making Caligridis. We're
0: going yeah, to say Caligridis. Caligridis. Make it
1: easy. Yeah. A unique presence. It's a difference that Kinneman said he noticed. You could definitely feel like there's a female perspective in the show, Joel Kinneman said. That's Kovach. Particularly in the terms of both how Ortega and Quell are portrayed and expanded from the book, but also very much in the Lizzie storyline. How much that takes place? Uh, you can really feel you know this woman getting empowered and taking revenge on her oppressors. that's a very central. So added Martha Higardera, Higareda? Man, I suck We're going to say names. yes.: I suck at names.
0: I suck at names, too. Just let it out. It's
1: okay. <laughs> uh, that's Kristen Ortega. She plays Kristen Ortega. Uh, she wanted to make sure that every single one of the female characters was strong and determined. Not only that way, a strong female character, but very well-rounded. Like in the case of Ortega, she speaks her mind, and she's all about justice, but she's also very vulnerable when it comes to her family. Altered Carbon has gotten a lot of attention for the ways in which it approaches its female characters, especially given sequences like the massive fight between Ortega and Rylan's plays Latchman's mini-clones at the end of Season 8, Clash by Night, a sequence some have criti- are critiqued as exploitive, given that the many mini- iterations of Raylene were all very naked. And they were. They were. Uh, it helped that the episode was directed by Uta Breswitz, a woman whose recent TV work has included helming episodes of Jessica Jones, This Is Us, well, that's kind of a stretch for... What the other mm-hmm. shows are. <laughs> and Orange is the New Black. According to Caritas, uh hiring a female director for Clash by Night was a deliberate choice. For one thing, Caritas felt that Brisewitz, based on her previous experiences, would be able to handle the episode's emotional complexity, especially when it came to the character of Raylene. A Raylene, sorry. Uh, eight is where we pivoted into understanding how she's been corrupted by living this long. And the moment when I hope we sell that no one, no matter how good their intentions are, no one survives what this technology does to you over time. It's an infinitely corrupt. It's infinitely corruption corrupting. Uh, There's nobody who can overcome it. She said, and when it came to the clone fight, a female director was deemed necessary in order to craft the right aesthetic. We wanted to create the sequence that was at once kind of a mythic warrior goddess moment, as well as sort of terrifying, she gets back up, and she gets back up, and she gets back up. She's call the Callie the destroyer. She is the embodiment of certain kind of unstoppable and yet completely under, understandable will to survive. And she owns her. She owns herself completely. Her nudity is not about anyone else. It's who she is. It's what she is.
0: Yeah, that was really powerful.
1: Well, again, in this Um, world, like nudity isn't like what nudity is, I think, in our world. Like, it's just kind of a thing. It's like it is. It's like looking at a gutted house. It's like, okay, we'll throw up some paint, put some paintings up. Right. We'll have an open house.
0: good attitude and you can pay me back later for letting you read that entire article with all those <laughs> fun names in it <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh yeah good yeah it was it was nice to finally be able to get to some of the, uh, the a couple of those news articles because everything has been so spoiler and it's like i don't want to you know if no one is watching ahead because i wasn't i didn't want to really read it because i didn't know how it had ended yet so stuff like uh, that can
1: kind of deter you too it's like oh well it sounds like there's not going to be a season 2 well i'm not going to get invested in it then
0: Exactly. Yeah. All right. So next portion is uh, letters from the Raven Hotel. And that is our listener feedback segment. One of my favorite parts. Uh, First piece of feedback that we have is from Steve Brown. He says, wow, a great finale. Bancroft's children can finally grow up. This story can be summed up by saying that people shouldn't live so long and become so rich that they think they can do anything. I love how it ended. Even if we don't get a season two, I hope we will, we can imagine Kovach seeking Kel in whatever sleeve he now has.
1: I agree, Steve. And we got a email, so let me read this. It says, but Sean, uh, but <laughs> Sean and stop me if you heard this before, going into the past for Stranger Things 2... They are called Reese's Pieces, not Reese's Pieces. Uh, sorry. It's <laughs> I like, call
2: it that too. You're yeah,
1: okay. It's like trying to change like Crick to Creek or Sink to <laughs> zinc or Soda to Sody. Probably it's not going to happen. Nope. Uh, and Sean, anyone ever tell you that sometimes you sound like Archer? So awesome. But back to Alter Coburn. No, no one's ever told me I sound like Archer. I won't try to do the voice though because then I'll ruin it. Oh, <laughs> never mind. You don't sound like Archer. <laughs> uh, thank you for, get, for convincing me to see it though it started a little confusing and acting of Kovach and Ortega was lacking cue to the room but improved as the story played out however as promised I figured I finished it and was glad I did in the end it turned out to be a classic detective story right out of the 40s and 50s I love the theme of being able to live forever versus letting nature complete your journey as perhaps God intended it I also love quasi fairy tale endings as the hero searches for the long lost love knowing she is out there somewhere the visuals were outstanding and the actors remind me to work out more. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you like they pay for like personal trainers that like cook your own food. Like yes. yay, I work out. and I'm like, oh, there's nothing to eat. I'm going to order a pizza. Uh
2: huh.
1: But if you have a personal trainer, it's like, oh, I just worked out for six hours and I have this like gourmet food. That's everything I need. Nutrients no kidding. Uh, so let's see a few notes. Why did Lang ask all his victims if they were believers as he basically turned out to be a henchman for Raylene? Maybe it was like Samuel L. Jackson said in Pulp Fiction. Just thought it was a cold-blooded thing to say to a motherfucker where I popped a cap in his ass. Or perhaps (laughs) for the victim, let their guard down for an instant as he could pounce. Well, I think he explained it. He kind of thought that, like, Raylene was a god. Like, I think he thought the most were godlike. Yeah, he kept calling her a god. But what turned out to be the most interesting thing and my favorite character was R.I.P. Poe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In a world of inhumanity, murder, and cruelty, the most humane, selfless, and compassionate being was Poe, and he wasn't even real. And that email was from Doug. Thanks, Doug.
0: Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, everyone that has stuck with us through Altered Carbon and uh, c- uh, continued that journey with us. I love listening to what you guys have to say, and I love um, interacting and engaging with you guys please keep it up. I I love you guys. And I love the perspective because you guys always make me kind of think a little bit, you know, like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. And because you know what, contrary to what I always say, I'm not always right. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll listen to you if you tell me I'm wrong. So thanks, guys, so much for the feedback. We really appreciate it. Keep it
2: up.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, so next week we're going to be – I'm sorry. Actually, it's not next week, so we're going to be skipping a week. But the next show that we are going to cover as voted (gasps) by the listeners is Dark. Dark. So this is another (laughs) Netflix show. So we're going to be covering season one episode of Dark titled Secrets. Secrets. So this episode uh, description is the small German town of Winden is shaken by the disappearance of a teenage boy. While the town folks are occupied with secrets of their own, at nightfall, a group of teenagers attempt to recover something the missing boy may have left behind. I'm guessing they're Playboys.
0: (laughs) If it is, I don't know if I can uh, continue on with the show. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm super... Uh, Super excited! Germany is a uh, kind of, I guess, kind of where my family heritage is. But there is a yep. an actual brewery in Germany that is my last name. No yeah. way!
0: Yep. That is fantastic. It, I, we'll have to go there someday.
1: Uh huh. That's my goal. Like show my license. Be like, I
0: own this place. Free beer, man! <laughs> At the very least, you should get free beer, right?
1: I've heard it's yeah. like the uh, um, natty light of Germany, though. Like it's their cheap beer. But you know what? Cheap beer, still beer.
0: Hey, um, all beer to me is cheap beer because <laughs> I think it all tastes like shit. So <laughs> I'm
1: not a, I'll, have to, I'll have to get you on some good beer. There's some good beer out there.
0: You know, I just I'm just not a beer girl. I had it in high school because when you went to a party and they were like, uh, okay, what's the drink? Well, there's a keg sitting over there in the corner. Yeah, okay.
1: college parties like you Natty know. Light, Bud Light, like that's that's not beer. Like um, there's a there's beer like a I mean Blue Moon's a good one. Um is it? Yeah, I like Blue Moon. There's is that one, the one you got to stick an orange in? Yep, you stick an orange in it. White Rascal is a kind of another uh, wheat type beer, which is really good. I'll, well, oh, I'll pick you up.
0: Okay, so Float Party, Sean, yep. uh, you are in charge of introducing me to some new beer uh, that I'll actually like. I'm up for it. I'll try it. I I won't say I won't try it, but I'm just not a beer drinker. I've I've had a couple, um, and I just I'm not. A, well, I've had more than a couple. Who <laughs> are we kidding? <laughs> but anyway. My wife, all that aside,
1: a, my wife's never so, been like a big beer fan either, but kind of those she kind of got into and can drink them.
0: I'm open to it. I'm open. I'm always open to alcohol, but I've just never found one that I like. So, hey, we can always throw some listeners uh, a, a challenge and find a, find a beer for our uh,
1: suggestions, uh, our drunk episode, the party. They can tell us which ones <laughs> the- to do too. And the float trip.
0: And for the float trip. <laughs> yeah, we got to We got to plan that drunk episode. <laughs> That's got to happen. I don't think we should do it when we're covering an an actual, like a series.
1: It's got to be like a movie, like some kind of movie.
0: Let's cover a movie and let's do, do it drunk. (laughs) And and if you want folks, you can tell us what we need to have, uh, lined up. We'll take, I'll take shots, (laughs) little drinks, whatever. Um, that, that sounds like fun. I'm really into this now. I got to start playing in this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, Sean announced our next show. Um, just as a side note, if, if y'all weren't already aware, if you didn't participate or missed our other um, announcements, we asked you guys to vote on um, a handful of shows that we were excited to podcast about and let you guys decide what we do next. So Dark uh, won out amongst all the choices. Um, Black Mirror was definitely right there at a very, very uh, close second. It was, uh, hair to hair there for a bit. Um, See,
1: every vote counts,
0: every vote <laughs> counts. It is so important to vote folks. We should have given out little, I voted stickers <laughs> that would have, <laughs> that would have bumped up the incentive a little bit, but thank you everyone, um, that participated in that and that our little voting poll and letting us, uh, allow you to be heard and what you wanted us to cover. So we hope that you'll join us, um, for that. So, um, and then, yeah, as Sean mentioned, we're gonna be skipping next week. We'll try to keep you guys thoroughly entertained. Uh, Sean has his uh, other podcasts that he has, uh, along with side projects. I'm currently doing the Legion podcast on Podcastica as well, so we're gonna take just a little bit of a break um so we don't um uh, so we still Sean and I love each other and continue to love each other. <laughs> 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 and so we don't go crazy, right? That's right. Yeah, that's a lot of work. We're <laughs> we are hardworking folks. Anyway, I'm totally going off on a tangent, so I apologize. So we're really excited for you to choose a sleeve blonde brunette beard goatee, some facial hair. Sean's got it going on, yeah, folks. It's uh, looking beard and. I'll say, Sean, you got got some serious beard envy, Sean. That's some great stuff you got going on there. Um, But we're excited for you to choose to sleep with us. Until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strangetecast.
1: You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash tcast. And you can check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod.
0: You can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app.
1: You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts like Allegiance and get your Rima in while we're taking these couple weeks breaks uh, at Podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcast.
0: Make sure to check out Sean and his other podcast that I mentioned earlier, The Language of Bromance, comes out every Sunday.
1: Yeah, so we've been talking about it for a while, but the day has come and episode 200 <laughs> is releasing this Sunday and we'll be joined by Rima and Jason to do the Ask a Bro question. Uh, so much was – was there's so many cues a- that were a in that that episode.
0: Well, that was a, a very big bonding session. Mm-hmm. That we had, we found out many things about each other. Uh, very interesting discussions were had. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely recommend checking that out, folks. Uh, it was definitely a fun episode. Uh, and thanks again, Sean, for having me on. That was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed uh, talking with you guys.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I had a, I had a blast. And if it, I usually have uh, the link in the show notes for the language of bromance, or if you search in your podcatcher for language of bromance, it should be right there. There's a, the image looks like a. Ninja Turtle fighting a Jedi. So, it's absolutely easy to see.
0: We're, we're, we'll definitely make sure that we push it on our social media as well so you can go out there and find it uh, because I, I say don't miss it uh, and, and don't miss this one and don't miss any other Language of Burman's episodes because um, no one makes me blow snot bubbles than <laughs> Sean and Rich. I'm not kidding. I have, um, thank God no one was around to see me, but embarrassed myself just with myself <laughs> uh, how they make me laugh. So, definitely check them out.
1: All right, well, that's our show, episode 34, The Killers.
0: Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And Odwin is strange indeed.
2: You are. You don't
1: deserve to be human, you despicable creature. You are a dead machine walking.
2: And I don't see you. In hell. I'm sending your mind to head in the clouds. Be careful, Izzy. You shouldn't be afraid for me. You should be afraid for the monsters.
1: And neither the angels in heaven above... Or the demons down under the
0: sea you can
2: ever.